Hey, where did everybody go? They left? Got to get those other boys. Well, I think only one. But anyway. Oh, I just want to um, thank Brenda for that testimony. You know, if each and every one of us uh, look back in our lives, we'll find that God had always had his hand upon us. He had that protection surrounding us. It takes me back to uh, the Old Testament where uh, I think it was Elijah. His servant was uh, in a panic. And he said, uh, God, open the eyes that he may see. And when he opened his eyes, he looked around and he saw thousands of people surrounding them in help. You know, a lot of times we find ourselves in a position that uh, we are surrounded by our circumstances, surrounded by the choices that we made. But fear not, for God is always with us. And, and allow ourselves, you know, I constantly when I'm in, in a turmoil, I, I ask God to open my eyes to see beyond the natural, but to see the supernatural. The Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. We thank you that it has been proven time and time again to be powerful and to be true and to be working through us as we set our eyes upon you. And let the Holy Spirit that dwells in us control us, directs us, instruct us in all that we do and we say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today, um, I'm going to be talking about, you know, Somebody's always asking me about a title. You know, this is one of the hardest things to do, you know, because I usually think of the title once I'm done, not at the beginning. But what I wrote down on the top, it said tongue and thoughts. I'm going to talk about the thing I always talk about. The opportunity of victory, of life, about death, about health, about peace, and so on lies here in our mouth. This is where it, 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 it starts, okay? The power of a little member can run our lives, our thoughts, and the situations we find ourselves in. Um, as I look around, there's a few of you that had some babies, Okay. Not that we were babies, but we had babies. Okay. So, and you know, you know what is so interesting is that the the baby comes out and it's just little. You know, it depends. There, there's some that comes out walking, talking, playing basketball, um, but most of them come out little, 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 little infants. And what is so interesting about the baby? is that from day one, they control our lives. 
They can't speak. They can't walk. But they control our lives. It's really interesting how these little things, and I, and I mean, I don't mean only babies, but little things that control our lives, you know? And uh, so I'm going to be talking about the tongue and thoughts because I, I think it's, again, very important to understand what God says about who we are. It's important about what God says about who we are. See, sometimes we go to life, we're going through life and not understanding who we really are. You know, it doesn't matter age. Age has no bearing on what God can do in our lives, for our lives, and with our lives. Age has no, no problem, okay? So I'm going to start off with a verse. Don't know which one yet, but I'm going to start off with one. Uh, I'm going to start off with Luke 6. Where's Cass? Oh, she's not here. Okay. Luke 6, 45. It says, a good man, a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, brings forth that which is good. An evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, brings forth that which is evil. For of the, for of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the abundance, whatever is in your heart, that's what you'll speak. You know, I, I, a while back, a few months back, I talked about we experience what we have faith in. We experience what we believe. Okay, we, we, we're not going to experience anything other than what we have faith in and what we believe in. There's no way that we can experience anything else. And, and, and so we got to understand that, and now this is Jesus talking. He said that the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Again, our tongue controls most everything. And if we turn, turn to James, the book of James, in verse chapter 3, Verse 3, it says that, behold, we put bites on the horse, horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. So just a little thing that is put upon the mouth and we control this horse that weighs at least five times our weight. And it, 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 it controls it. And behold also ships, which, which though they are so great, they are driven fierce they are driven by fierce winds yet they are turned about by a small helm so when i was in the navy i was on a ship and on the on the quarter deck where where the whole operation of the boat is 
It was driven by just a, a helm this big. And it controlled the whole ship. Okay? And, and going on to verse 5, it says that even so the tongue, being a little member, boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. So our, our tongue, though it may be small, it can create problems. It can create problems. It can create problems for ourselves. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about ourselves, not because we can use words to tear down people. We can use words to tear down anything. But I'm talking about ourselves. How do we use our tongue to help ourselves? Okay? And that's what I want to talk about today. Well, maybe not all day. At least a couple hours. Have patience. So, you know, we got to understand that the power of everything lies in our, in our, in our mouths. Um, let's see. No, not here. Let's go to Proverbs. No, no, let's not go there. But anyway, yeah, let's go there. Proverbs 18. I think that was the one. Uh, it might not be, but okay. Proverbs 18.21. It is. So Proverbs 18.21 says right there. It says, death and life in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. Whether we live or we die is based upon what we say, what we think of ourselves, what we say to ourselves. And it's so, it's, it's so, it's so important that we understand that it's what we say, what we say about ourselves is, is, is important. Okay? If we believe in God and we believe in his word, then that should be a reflection of our lives. This should be a reflection of our life. I'm holding up the Bible, people that are listening. Yeah. Anyway, but this should be a reflection of our lives. Every part of this Bible, we got to believe it. We got to believe it. You know, I'm, I'm going to, Alex sent me uh, something this past day. I don't know who else he sent it to, but uh, he thought he'd encourage me. But I got kind of disappointed that he sent it to me. Very negative. Sometimes he can be very negative. No, I'm just kidding. It, it was such a blessing to me. Um, and it's from this pastor. You know, uh, Pastor Chris. He has a last name that I would never try to pronounce. I'll spell it to you. It's O J O Y K A H I L O M E. If anybody can pronounce it, give me some help, man. But anyway, I call him Pastor Chris. I'll just go there. And he said, refuse to think, talk, act, or live like a mere human being. Dang. It's mind-blowing, right? We're human beings, right? No, we're not. We're not human beings. 
So he says, refuse to think, talk, and act or live like mere human beings. And the reason why is we'll suffer like a human suffers. See, you guys got to understand who we are. We're not humans no more. If you took the COVID shot, you're not human. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. That, no, no, no. That, that's, that's, that was wrong. I apologize. Forgive me, Lord. But what he's saying here, you guys got to take it in. You guys got to take it in. Refuse to think. Talk. Act. Live like a mere human being. If we turn to Psalms 82, and this is what he was getting at. I mean, there's more to what he was talking about. But just to understand that we cannot live a life just mere human beings. I'm afraid of everything. They're all coming after me. Oh, no. We are the giants in the land. When, when Caleb and Joshua went to spy out the land, you know, their partners, their partners said, the ten people said, in our eyes, they were like giants. They weren't giants, but because of fear gripped them of something new, of going into something different, Fear gripped them and it looked like giants to them. But Caleb and Joshua said that we are more than able. See, we are more than able because why? Because they knew who they were. They were just, just not mere humans. Yeah, maybe it was before Christ died and rose again. But they knew who they were. They knew who they were. They knew who they served. They knew their God. They didn't hear about him, but they knew him. And in Psalms 82, verse 21. No, uh, I'm sorry. Psalms 82, verse 5 through 7. It says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, now I is God, I have said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. See, he said that at the end because they wasn't realizing who they were. What does it say here? I said, God said, you are gods, small g. Okay, you bought, there's, a, there's a difference. There, there's a difference when he talks about the son of God and we sons. Big S for Jesus, small s for us. We're all sons of the living God. And when he talks about here that you are God's small g, not big g, small g, okay? And all of you are children of the most high. 
How many of you raise your hand as you're reading the Bible, saw where God got sick? Raise your hand. I'll give you a few minutes. Say, no one, right? Yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, so there's no way in the Bible. There's no way in the Bible where it told us that God got sick. There's no way in the Bible that Jesus got sick. There's nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. In fact, when, when Satan came to tempt Jesus, what did he use to come back? What did he use? He used his mouth. He used his mouth with the understanding of God's word in his mouth because it was in his heart, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, that's who we are. We're not just mere humans. We're God's. And if anybody's hearing this, wants to dispute it, well, come on down. Come on down. And you show me in the Bible where, because in, in my Bible, in Psalms 82, verse 6, it says, I have said you are God's. Okay? So why are we dealing with these things? Why are we dealing? Sickness what is the song we were singing? Sickness can't stay any longer. Oh, well, we're going to. Okay? And, and we, we've sung it many times. Sickness can't stay any longer. Why? Because it's in no part of us. You see, and that's why I, I'm talking about how we speak about ourselves, how we think about ourselves. If we think we're just humans, then we, that's all we are. But we are greater. He said, I came that you may have life. He said, wait. No, life more abundantly. Peace that passes all understanding. Joy unspeakable. See, that's who we are. That's who we are. That's what God is. That's what Jesus is. And what he did, he gave the Holy Spirit in us. That person, that person is now in us. And if he's in us, then he is for us. Then who can be against us? What can be against us? See, we don't give the Holy Spirit enough power in our lives. We need to start understanding that's who we are. That's who we are. You see, Jesus came to experience what we experience. But he went one step further. He took upon everything that was negative in our lives, that was bad in our lives. He took it upon himself. And he was nailed upon a cross. And he said, it is finished. What is finished? All our suffering, all our pain, all our sicknesses, all our doubt. He took all of that. And he died. And he rose again. And he conquered death. He went down to hell. And he took the keys. And that's why the word of God says, death, where's your sting? Where are you, death? See, because... 
Jesus took upon the death for us. He took upon everything that Adam relinquished in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came and brought it back to us. But it's how we speak. It's how we think about ourselves. We cannot think like this pastor said. We cannot think, talk, and act and live like mere human beings. Because we serve a great God. You know, there's songs that we, we, we sing, but are we believing? Are we letting it sink in our hearts so that out of the abundance of our heart, we say our God is an awesome God. He reigns forevermore seven days a week. Or we just do that on Sunday. We just do it on a Sunday. We set aside that great God Monday through Saturday and we bring him back in on Sunday when we, woo, yeah, yeah. See, we got we to be doing that seven days a week. That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God that does not sleep. We serve a God that has no time. That's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of things that we should be talking through our mouths. That's the kind of thoughts that we should be having about ourselves. I am a son of the living God. The, the Holy Spirit dwells in me, operates in me, leads me, guides me. That's who's in us. And that's God himself. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they're three separate entities of the Godhead. Of the Godhead. There's three separate entities. There's a lot of examples that I can give, but it's by faith. It's by faith in God saying what he says in his word to make me believe that now the greater one dwells in me. The spirit of the living God dwells in me. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So I cannot live just a mere, mere human life. I got to live something greater. We got to live something greater. We got to think greater about ourselves. We got to talk greater about each other. We got to encourage each other. And that's why Hebrews 10, 25 says, forsake not the assembling of one another that we may exhort one another. See, we got to encourage. You're greater than what you think you are. You're more powerful than you think you are. You are sons and daughters of the living God. We're nothing less. And we cannot allow all that Christ had done to think that he just did it for our sins. God is greater. He could just remove the sins. But it wasn't about focusing on our sins more than focusing on a relationship. He wants that relationship that he lost in the garden. Where he was walking with his creation. He was talking and communicating with his creation. That's what this was all about. He wanted that greatness to come back to his creation. He wanted that for us. So we need to talk and walk like God's. And I don't mean... God, 
I mean, the authority that is given us. The word of God says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Right hand is about authority. Right hand is about authority. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. But the word goes on to say that as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world as he is, as, as what is, as Jesus is. Well, what is Jesus? He's sitting in all authority. So we are in the, when, when the God created Adam, he said, this is your domain. This is, you're in charge of all of this. But because of one sin, we lost it all. But then because of one man's misfortune that we all were misfortune, so too now one man came that we may all gain. We may all gain what we lost. And that was nothing more than the relationship with God. When Jesus was praying in the garden and he said, Father, if this cup can pass, but not my will be your will. He wasn't talking about death. He accepted the fact that he was going to die. But what he couldn't accept was that separation that he had with the Father. That's how important God, we are to God. That's how important he gave that we may have. He came that we may experience. We may experience the fullness of Christ. That we may experience the goodness of God. That through the Holy Spirit, that we can understand the love that God has for us. We cannot take lightly what Christ had done. We cannot. You know, that movie, The Passion, you know, it allowed us to, to see a glimpse of what Christ suffered. It's just a glimpse. When they were beating on him, when they were mistreating him and disrespecting We cannot live a lesser life to let everything he did fall. He came that we will be no longer servants. But we're sons and daughters. We can understand our place. You know, Pastor Alex talked about a, a verse in Psalms 37 where it talks about trusting, delighting, and committing. And, uh, you know, in, in verse 9 there, it says that, um, let, me, let me turn over that. I didn't, I didn't write that down. But... Um, It says, to trust, to delight, to commit, and then to rest. And in verse 9, it says, for those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. See, 
Christ didn't come so that we leave. I'm not going down that street, but understand. He did not come to, that we will leave the earth. We're going to be inheriting the earth. You know, Jesus said, Father, take them not out, but protect them. See, Christ... We cannot accept anything less than greatness in our lives. And I'm not speaking prosperity. What I'm speaking is that we got to live a greater life, a more powerful life. Not lacking. Not lacking. I don't mean lacking in stuff. I mean lacking in, in power of overcoming situations in our life, overcoming problems in our life. Overcoming problems to help our, our family, our children, our friends. See, that's the kind of God we serve. He wants us to do that. He wants us to step out. You know, I was fortunate. Uh, Melissa loaned me a book. And uh, it was a really good story. A really good testimony. But but we we are not understanding the fight that we're in. We're not understanding the fight that we're in. Uh, you know. You know, Jesus Jesus was tempted by, by Christ. I'm sorry, I didn't must be the spirit of God because uh I didn't expect to go this far, but the Spirit of God. Anyway, Satan was in the desert, took Jesus there, and he was tempting. He was tempting Christ. He was tempting Christ like how we get tempted in this lifetime. You know, and my daughters, every time they see a Tesla, oh, look, there's a Tesla. Ain't nothing wrong in that. Ain't nothing wrong in that. But you see, we get tempted by these things that they have. You know, we get, and then Jake came and he talked about distractions. And yeah, we get distracted by a lot of things in our lives, you know. But we got to understand who we are. We got to understand how we talk to ourselves. Would you stand before God and tell him, Man, I can't do that, God. God, nope, I'm not doing that. Nope, I'm not saying that. How many of you would stand before God and talk to him like that? Okay, I don't see no hands. But you know, in reality, we do. Because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, and we say, man, no ways. No, Pastor Alex, I ain't singing that song. What? I got to sing with you? No, I'm not going to sing with you. That's what I told him this morning. Okay? You see, but I'm, I'm always joking with him. Um, but that's the reality. We do it to God when we do it to ourselves. We do it to God. But we can't live like mere human beings, man. We can't. 
We're going to go to Mark 7. You know, you know, too many times you hear people say, man, if that guy continues doing with that, doing what he's doing over there, it's going to hell. Man, that guy there, he can't be believing in God. Look what he's doing. You know, and we look at people and we judge them what by their actions. Right? We judge people by their actions. You know, when God's looking at, them, looking at us and scratching his head, man, when these people going to grow up, when they're going to understand who I am, what I am, what I do. So let's go to verse 20. And this is Jesus speaking. And it says in 17, and, and when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning a parable. Anyway, so the people that was with him constantly always have to ask him, man, what, what did you mean? What do you mean? But I'm focusing on, on our words are focusing on our thoughts and how we speak. And Jesus said, that which comes out of the man, that defiles him. That that comes out of the man defiles him. So what we do is important but not as important as what this mouth says. See, we got to talk ourselves up. We got to speak to ourselves, and we got to claim victory. We got to claim victory over sickness. We got to claim victory over our finances. We got to claim victory over our children, of our families. We got to claim victory. Because what else is there? What else is there? So we got to understand that we can do, but what we say will control us. What we say is more important than what we do. What does the people say? Actions speak louder than words, but that's not always true. That's not always true because God's word, God's word says what we say is more important than what we act. Because what defiles us is what comes out of us. From our mouth. From our mouth. Don't think the other way. I see what you're thinking. So anyway, I thank you guys. Um, I went a little more than I expected, but... Just remember, we are gods. And th don't get me wrong, not in a sense of that we top God. I'm not talking Satan language. I'm not talking the devil language. I'm just talking about what God calls us. He calls us sons and daughters. He said we are sons, we are gods. He said that, not me. But we got to believe it. We got to believe it here. We can believe God's word in our minds, and it's just mind thoughts. It doesn't, the word of God doesn't say out of the abundance of the mind, the, the mouth speaks. It says out of the abundance of the heart. 
Because it's what's in you. It's what's in you that makes you. It's what's in you. And what's in you is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you that you have placed the Spirit, your Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us to guide us, to teach us, to mentor us, to understand your word, to understand who we are in you, through you. Holy Spirit, guide us, lead us, keep us. Open our eyes of our hearts that we may see life as, Father, you see it. We may treat people as you treat people. But most of all, with that we may love like you love, unconditional, unconditional love. Understanding that you have chosen us before we have chosen you. You have loved us before we even loved you. You died for us before we even accepted you. And we thank you for that. We thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance, leading us into all truth. We thank you, Lord, that you are always present with us. We thank you that we live in a place where we can freely come together and express our gratitude to a great God, to an awesome God, to a marvelous God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.